Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers and this is... Pedo. Pat, how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was pretty cool. I went to a speakeasy, which uh, is illegal here in here in Chicago. All the bars are shut down and you're not allowed to congregate in groups larger than 25. But uh, I didn't give a shit and I went anyway and I thumbed my nose at the law and had a baller fucking time Saturday night. I didn't realize that you guys had all your bars shut down like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have been for a while, especially in the city proper. The outlying suburbs, it was, uh, um, there's a, a little room for nuance. You know, if you have outdoor seating or you, you can do this or that. Although it's interesting because the structures that they're building for outdoor seating now resemble actual buildings themselves right so it's right. just like a building next to the building right. and but now it's okay um <laughs> but no this was like legitimately like in a bar with the lights on uh and the jukebox playing and the alcohol flowing so wow. it was was there a lot of people? yeah it was um not a ton but um you know i'm not gonna go into too many details but it there was there was a decent amount there and we had a real good time and uh smoked weed with somebody that uh knocked me on my fucking ass <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah so like i had um you know i had i i so basically i go to the dispensary here is weed legal out there by you it, no. medically, yeah okay medically but that's it okay yeah. so recreational is, is legal here and they give you a certain amount that you can buy every trip okay and i basically go every other weekend if not every weekend and buy that amount if not for me then for my mom who's convinced that like they're going to change their mind at any given moment okay. <laughs> so she's like trying to st she's like trying to stockpile this shit so uh and i could talk about this all because it's completely legal here in illinois yeah. so i'm not not giving up the goose or incriminating myself in any way um so yeah so like i go all the time and i'm always buying shit but it's mostly edibles or they have like uh, bath salts that you can use that are THC infused or like uh, lotions and stuff like that like all this extra stuff I don't get flour that often is the point I'm trying to make right so I, ha I had reached the end of my flour stash and had just kind of rolled the joint and then gone to the speakeasy and um, went outside to smoke it and there, a, a friend of a friend was there and he was like uh, oh like you know here when you're done with that you should try this so I tried some of his weed and um, was significantly stronger. Okay. So so much so, in fact, that I walked back inside and was completely like disassociated from myself oh, yes. for like a good forty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Just like sat there and was like, was like, you know, on on the magic the uh, touch tunes app on my phone. Like, do they have those touch tunes yeah, by you guys? Yeah. Okay. So like, just spent more money on touch tunes than I did the fucking bar, and uh, was just playing music. And then finally, like, someone hit a light switch, like it wore off, and I was like, "Holy shit! Like, what the fuck happened? Like, I was I was completely out of it for like, you know, and and then and then it was just like boom, and it all came back down, and I was like functioning again um so it was a good time it was a good time to get out there and and kind of blow the cobwebs out yeah and uh party because that's the thing that sucks about this quarantine is that like unless you're and you know unless you're doing like you're having parties which is kind of like i mean it's not much different than what you did for your halloween party where like i'm sure you're not supposed to have gatherings that big and like 
domiciles or anything just um you know under 10 people and i think we had exactly 10 people so oh okay Uh, all right well so that was fine but i mean like unless you're having house parties like what's your other option is like to sit at home and just like drink by yourself which is fucking depressing so it's like you're already like kind of like it's weird (laughs) yeah and and it's not like i need alcohol to function but i'm used to like having a good time going out <laughs> going what having a good time every once in a while is right <laughs> you know call and me crazy life i mean it's <laughs> right but like i like to like go out like at least once a month or you know once every six weeks and like go to the bar and have a good time and bullshit with people and be social and i, I haven't been able to do that like in pretty much this whole entire year yeah uh so it was nice to do that and there, there's talk of potentially doing it again this upcoming weekend for kwanzaa so we'll see because this saturday is say it's a religious gathering you'll be all right <laughs> right well we're, we're gonna dress in all white it's gonna be a white out party too <laughs> i'm not gonna say anything about that but <laughs> yeah, you're not familiar with those white out parties have you ever seen those Where everyone everyone dresses in all white no. No. no why maybe it's a chicago thing i don't know it sounds like yeah um I'm not gonna say what it sounds like, but <laughs> what? No, like a clan meeting? No, it's it's very uh, much not not at all. No, there's no face, Pat. I mean, <laughs> well, that's just that's. I mean, that's just timing. I mean, that's not it's not intentional. You know, why does everybody dress in all white? I don't know, but I used to work at a hotel that had um that had big uh, meeting spaces, and there was a group that came in the first Friday of every month and had a whiteout party. I mean, they're they're like they're like a thing. Like Google it; it's it's all over the place. Yeah, it, it's something that like groups do, and it's just it's like a costume party. It's like a theme, but it's not it's not like oh, you know, we all got to dress like flapper girls, and dudes yeah. have to wear like tails or something. It's it, it's something that you, anyone could potentially do with stuff they already have in their wardrobe. They do them around Labor Day a lot because you know how you're not supposed to wear yeah. white after Labor Day, so it's kind of like a fuck you to like convention or something. I don't know who's rebelling <laughs> against the Labor Day people, but. Uh, <laughs> I know exactly, right? Like, I didn't know those people needed to be taken down, but good for you, I guess. Yeah, no, I don't, maybe never, they're communists or something. I've never done that. I, I don't think I own anything that's white, so I, I don't. I don't think you do either. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I have not seen you bust out a white belt yet. Oh, I'm my, waiting. Bar- my barbecue shirt! I got my my barbecue shirt is white. <laughs> right. I guess. I guess well, I guys can just wear like white wife beaters and then uh, i don't own any white jeans currently i used to but white i don't think jeans. they'll fit me i don't think that's a style anymore i think that's like a really dated like i don't know if you can i don't know if anybody can get away with wearing white jeans but i guess what would you wear I, sweats i mean i don't know you gotta wear white right. i'm a girl you know. so i could just wear a white dress oh i have a white dress but it's got it's got like blood all over it i could like, that <laughs> <laughs> i do <laughs> Is that in the design or was there an incident? It, so it, it was definitely in the design. I bought it that way. So okay, <laughs> at least that's what I tell everybody. So that's <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Um, but you know, that's the closest thing I would have. So I, I guess I could wear that. And uh, I don't know. That's interesting. A whiteout party. I'm probably going to have a, a New Year's Eve party. Um, which again, it's not going to be you know a lot of people i know my circle you know and and again when you have a house party then you're kind of in control of who shows up you know for the most right you know so i know my circle i know where they've been i know what they've been doing and i you know i can trust that you know when they are out and about 
they're doing the things that they need to do. So, I mean, I don't see the harm in that. I think a lot of people, you know, people, there's people that take these stay at home things too literally. And then there's obviously the people that don't take it seriously at all. And it's like, just fucking use common sense, guys. It's, it's not that hard. <laughs> it's really not, you know, and I understand yeah. anybody the virus at any time. I get that. You know, if, if you go to the grocery store, you're exposed, you know, I guarantee you that. And, you know, right. and everybody's got to go to the grocery store. So like, I get that, you know, but like, and, and I won't say where Anne works, but Anne works for a, Anne works for big pharma and she's tested once a week. So, <clears throat> you know, for the most part, I know that Anne's a safe bet. I can hang out with Anne and not worry about it as much as hanging out with somebody that doesn't get tested once a week. You know, some of the other people that I hang out with there, you know, they don't work with the public at all you know so they're probably not a huge risk you, you have to live a little you can't just stay cooped up in your house you know it's it's honestly <laughs> the idea of putting myself in danger like or, or anything like that didn't even occur to me and i think that like i am typically a pretty uh screwed down tight um responsible person that i am uh i think i am privy to occasional bouts of insanity <laughs> and that's just how i write this up is that was it like terribly irresponsible and probably stupid and like now am i am i probably going to develop symptoms i'm on a podcast bragging about it like four days later yeah i mean i could see that happening but i mean fuck it like i don't think for me it just it the opportunity arose and it was kind of like uh, it was like perfect timing on a couple different fronts and also um I think it was like mentally just like what I needed to do. So I did it and people can judge me harshly for it, but guess what? People are going to judge you harshly anyway. Yeah. I and know. You're only human. if, I, yeah, if I, if I legitimately lose friends or something over it, well, you're not my fucking friend. That's so a weird flex, but okay. I mean, if you were doing it every, uh, week, you know, but, but that's anyway, kind of the narrative on, that's the narrative on social media though is like fuck you if you do this fuck you if you if you go out and go to you know if you know if 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 you go to a restaurant or, or you know it, it's so it, it's just that, like even that like when they because yeah. the restaurants were open here for a while and it was like well are we supposed to go and support the weight like the service industry or are we supposed to stay home and stop the spread like is it like fuck you if you don't help the waiters or is it like fuck you if you it, it just seems like no matter what side no matter what you do you're gonna find some segment that thinks you're a dick for it so like whatever you know. yeah i, mean, I know a no-win situation when i see it you know you know at the end of the day you have to adjust your life accordingly to you and your needs um and you know for now take the wants out of it but put your needs into it and some people's needs are some degree of social interaction you know it's that's that's what it is now if you just want social interaction maybe every single day you, you know you could probably cut back on that a little bit <laughs> sure you know but um you know i can't i'm not one to talk because you know you see i i have i have these parties and i think that they're really important to you know, give people kind of a safe space that, you know, I'm not making everybody get a test before they show up. But again, there are people that I know that are responsible, that are doing the things that they should do. And I just don't see how the risk is any different having these people over than, again, just going to the grocery store, going to the gas station. It's pretty much the same degree of risk. So, you know, right. and then everybody's right. welcome. And if they don't want to show up, that's on them. It's not it's not up to me to decide how they feel about a pandemic. It's it's only up to me how I feel about it. So. <laughs> Yeah. you know but i know i don't blame you at all i'd go i wish we had one here we were actually trying to find them um in the beginning when all this happened back in the spring 
and everything shut down completely you know and um we didn't have bars and stuff so we were calling around but like the bars were open for quote-unquote food and uh we were calling around the different bars in the area and we found a couple that were like who is this <laughs> we're like, like hey are you open? right like, who is this <laughs> so you know they'd be like hold on they put us on a hold and then they'd come back and then they'd be like oh sorry we're just open for food or whatever you know obviously those people were open they just were open to a select group of maybe their regulars or whatever you know but they were still obviously you know operating now our bars and stuff are open until 10 so um you know you, you can you can drink until then but then the virus is going to come get you so comes out at night i guess <laughs> i i will say this uh when i started telling us like you know i wasn't telling everybody that would listen i saved that for after the fact on this podcast but um where i'm literally telling anyone that will listen that what i did but uh leading up to it i you know the the very few people that i mentioned this to um some of them knew of other places that were doing the same thing so i think that it's it's not it's not as uh isolated as i don't know if you know some people might think some people are like well of course they're fucking doing this at places right you know but yeah i i went to one place in the neighborhood and i mentioned it to a friend from the neighborhood and they said oh well this other place is doing it as well and you know, so it's I'm places are doing it. You know, I was surprised that like I thought that there was going to be cash only. And they were like, no, you can use your debit card. And I'm like, well, isn't that going to be problematic? But I guess they're not concerned. So, yeah, well, right. Exactly. Whatever. I mean, I think they just get a fine and then they they move on. I think that if they get so many, they get shut down. But just depends on what you're what you're doing locally, I suppose. But, you know, it's whatever. I don't I don't judge you for it. So <laughs> that's all that matters. Well, thank you. It's <laughs> my opinion. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, but, yeah. how was your week i i had a pretty good week i uh i've been busy doing a lot of work stuff that i was kind of telling you about before but um i don't think i don't think it's anything that i'm, I'm ready to share yet so i'm, I'm not going to um but oh, okay there's a lot of stuff happening so <laughs> it's it's very exciting um and and it's exciting there's a whole new podcast there's all kinds of other podcasts that i'm supposed to be on there's a whole new fucking youtube series that's getting ready to come up just there's a lot of stuff um so it's exciting but um i did go out yesterday with my superpowers and i went to, <laughs> <laughs> um i went to a park after dark and i drank beer <laughs> nice i did like a teenager um ann and i did we did a lot of um we did a bunch of witchy stuff we did a lot of manifesting and stuff like that so what we did was kind of fun um was we made it's gonna sound crazy to people that don't do shit like this but we made little manifestation ornaments and so basically we just we took paper and um wrote down different things that we would like to see happen um and uh you know made them up to be little ornaments well, we put them in like these little paper envelopes as well, because the thing about it was that we were going to take them and go find a tree outside and 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 put them on the tree, like make our own Yule tree. And um, so we made like little uh, envelopes to stuff them into to stick in the trees. So we go <laughs> we go out and uh, we decided to use Randonautica to try to find a tree. And um, at first, Anne had like a really good spot for a certain tree and we tried to go there and that tree was gone but it was okay it was an adventure um and then we we randonauted and it took us to the perfect place and so we went to the park and one of the things we brought with us was beer to um give as like a you know an offering 
um, because spirits like spirits. So we um, brought beer and Anne's like, here, drink, drink some of the beer. And she drank some of the beer and we poured the beer out and then we left the park and uh, it was, you know, that was it. <laughs> we left, we left the little manifestation ornaments and it was great. <laughs> Well, that couldn't have been it because you told me earlier that it was a late night. So, I mean, then what uh, happened for the yeah, next it was not six it, hours? <laughs> that wasn't that's not exactly where the story ends, but whatever. You can yeah. stop whenever you want. Yeah. And then, well, then we went back to my house and then we drank some more beer. So, it... <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, it wasn't, it wasn't crazy exciting or anything. Just, you know, hang out with Anne. But um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was fine. Um, but it was, it was fun to do something uh ritualistically with with somebody um because normally i do a lot of the stuff by myself uh, because it's just it's so personal to to a lot of people and ann um ann's been like really i don't know she's been feeling it lately and so she's been you know wanting to really uh, you know ann's practiced before but she's really been wanting to get into it more and that's fine and so she's kind of been looking at me to help her you know get into it and so we had kind of planned this out for a while we'd been talking about you know, she's like, I think we need to do something on Yule. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. I was like, you know, that's also the great conjunction. And she's like, yes, then we absolutely need to. And so, you know, we've been kind of working this out for a minute and that's the plan we came up with. And that's what we did. Oh, uh, we also, um, I showed Anne the spirit box. Okay. So, <laughs> so originally the plan was to, um, you know, w whenever we got to our location, we were going to try to bust out the spirit box and see if there was anything that, you know, we need to hear about. So we, um, you know, but Anne's never done the spirit box before. She's kind of afraid of it. And I'm like, well, don't be afraid. I'm like, you know, let me just show you how it works. So, so I, I show her how I'm showing her how it works and I just cut it on. Then I just, you know, you listen to it. It's loud as fuck and it's unsettling, but it's just cycling through a bunch of radio stations. Right. And sometimes you'll hear something. You'll hear it say something. Sometimes it's sentences. It just depends on what it is. And um, so explain to the audience real quick what a spirit box is. Yeah. So, you know, again, a spirit box is a device that um, like it basically it's like if you were listening to a radio and you were able to like skip the stations really, really quickly. So it it, okay. it goes through the stations really fast. And so while and but it's it's not like it's very fast <laughs> so while it's going through all the radio stations you might pick up words and so some believe that those words are you know ghosts or spirits or you know something else trying to to talk with you so um it's it can be interesting um but <clears throat> you know so Anne's afraid of it so we cut it on and you know we're listening to it for a second and she's just not really Anne's. she is so she's such a skeptic you know she's just like i don't buy any of this and Anne every single time she's skeptical about anything gets her ass handed to her so <laughs> so we're listening to the spirit box and she's sitting there like she's folding up a paper envelope and all of a sudden spirit box says Ann. Mm. <laughs> and she just like fucking dead stops what she's doing she looks up looks at me <laughs> so i turned it off <laughs> i was like uh oh yeah they've got something to tell you so by the time we got to the park and we did our thing or whatever um so like on the way there so the tree that we ended up at was at a local park and um there was a police officer parked right on the corner and i'm like and it's it's not very good coverage because the park is like right in the middle of a suburb and so i was like we probably shouldn't stay here long <laughs> but we need to leave our stuff and we need to go so we didn't get to use the spirit box anymore but um you know, I'm happy that I have, you know, turned Anne into a believer on, on yet another thing. So, <laughs> you know, she's just, she always gets hit with those things. You know, Anne, 
again she didn't she, she'll still tell you she doesn't believe in the mothman but it's bullshit i i, I know she's been so where did i'm sorry that's okay uh where so where did you did you make this or did you buy it somewhere or? the spirit box yeah so i actually just use an app on my phone um you can download and you can download there's a bunch of them the one i use is called <clears throat> i don't even know it's called like sonics 10 spirit box or something Son- sonics s-o-n-o-x 10 spirit box so it's an app that cycles through fm frequencies for you yes wow it does it quickly and uh so yeah so i just i mean you know when i was skeptical about using it on the phone at first but i guess i don't see why it couldn't work the same way right it's just a radio that's it so why wouldn't it work because it's digital channels i mean i I, you know for especially for the the purpose of what i'm using it for is more so not contact i don't know if i believe that that something's actually speaking to me when i use it i think it's more of synchronicity and it just tells you what you. i think as long as as long as you can verify that it's actually scanning some type of frequency, it's supposed to be that I, I would assume that how this works is because you're you're flipping through it, you're pulling out. Um, it's the randomness of it that might create communication. So, but I don't know if your phone has like a has like a antenna on it that would pick up FM frequencies. But as long as you're picking up some frequencies and you're not using like a pre generated message you know what i mean like yeah. it's not just a wave file that's playing what sounds like but you know but it sounds like you had like a genuine experience with it where it said her name it said her name you right. know which is right oh, so that's cool you should try to you, it said things to me be, before i'll cut it on sometimes and sometimes you won't you won't get anything you know so it's um so i i wouldn't think i think i've played with it enough to know if it was if it started repeating because i've been using it for a couple of months now and i i don't i don't feel like there's been any repeats but i mean there i guess there could be um you know i'm I'm open to the idea that there could be. you should be a spokesperson for them see if they need uh... <laughs> get them to sponsor me <laughs> yeah <laughs> so my... like, hey i got these pictures i can sell you and you can like photoshop in like your your app and you know <laughs> for like their advertising campaign get it together right like, I, will, I will sell this for you guys um yeah it's it, i mean it's it's a pretty simple thing i mean I, you know like i said anyway you know when i was when i was reading about it um it was during one of the big west virginia trips that we took and i was kind of you know gearing up and i'm like well i want to get a spirit box but they're like a hundred dollars for that thing and it's like but why for something that just scans radio stations that's weird you know why can't so i'm like looking into the possibility of apps and i'm like researching it and i'm like do other people and other people seem to not have an issue with the apps at all i mean granted like you said it might not be able to pick up like a ton of uh you know or even fm frequencies it's probably more like am i don't know <laughs> yeah I, I mean think about it like any type of radio has like a little antenna and that's how it picks up the the, the things and usually like if you have a if you have an app uh-huh. that uh but i don't dude i'm just talking to my ass at this point don't listen to me but like if you get on your computer you could type in like free radio and it like brings up ra- like actual radio you could listen to you know yeah but i think that's yeah okay so like if you're using it in some type of frequency i don't know how it works i don't know <laughs> and guys how does this work <laughs> you tell me right i don't know radios like that i just you know what i've been using it and it seems to be working so <laughs> I'm not I'm I'm not really a ghost hunter in that sense. So I you know, maybe um I've been talking to a guy that is though. Maybe I should ask him what his what he thinks about it. That's what I'll do. I'll ask him what he thinks. You about can it. get spirit boxes on Amazon. This is crazy. 
Are you looking them up? Yeah. Are they you need to put together an Amazon wish list with ghost hunting gear. That's what you need to do. I, know, I really do. I need to do better <laughs> at, my, at my asking people to buy me stuff. <laughs> Jesus. I'm always Some people have... Yeah, it seems like half the people on Twitter have like that's what their link is. My link is my link tree. Other people's like link on on their Twitter profile is their Amazon wish list. Like, and what am I doing stuff. wrong? People will, you know, they buy me stuff. I I just I'm I'm too I'm too humble to ask for it. I guess, and you know, yeah. but, but that's the thing. I guess you know, if people want to see me do these investigations and do these th- all these things, then like you guys need to pay me to do it. <laughs> The government's not going to pay me to do it. That's for sure. You know, it's not. Right. You can't go down to the the fucking uh, paranormal temp services and get a job. You know, that's not how this works. <laughs> and I th- I feel like this is a lot more altruistic and like you know, it's not like you're asking for a pair of fucking boots. You know what I mean? It's like this is this is ghost hunting equipment. This could potentially lead to discovery that changes the face of humanity. You know what I mean? Like this is like investing in our future. Like right. you know, don't donate to some you know teach little girls stem foundation you know right, right. <laughs> you know buy me infrared cameras yes that's what I you mean. know that's <laughs> fuck them kids i need cameras <laughs> right the kids are gonna grow up to me and need cameras anyway so just cut out the middleman those kids give are me gonna the cameras now. and they're gonna follow in the footsteps of my research okay that's <laughs> exactly yeah so you know i but like i I never ask for things and that's just i mean nobody owes me anything and i and i i know that um but if you guys want to buy me stuff uh, (laughs) you're allowed though (laughs) most of the time yeah i I mean i've got so like i made an amazon wish list and the big reason why i made it was for like family for like you know gifts and things and so and i played with the idea for a minute and i'm like do i share this out to the fans do i not so like there is stuff on there that i want um, but then I think the obvious stuff that I, I need for work is, is on there as well. So, um, yeah, that's what I did. If I would, if I was a girl, I would have one. I'd have several. Everybody says that. But, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I wish I was a bad person. Like, I, like, I wish I could just be like, <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you're not worth anything to me unless you buy me things, <laughs> but well, I, you I joke about it, but I'm just not cut that way. Well, you don't need to start calling everyone fucking pay pigs and like, there's, there's steps to things, you know, that's true. I just try, I just try to be a good person. That's, that's my goal. I just hope that I'm a good person. <laughs> so. I think you're a good person. <laughs> well, thank I you. think you're all right. <laughs> so yeah, that was, I mean, I don't think anything else has really, again, anything that I, I can really talk about, um, has been a thing the dog man recently continues to be a big pivotal part of my life and i just i'm i just don't know about it i just don't know about it you know working what's what's going on with it now well just working with ryan trembling now he's introduced me to all these people and it's great but like all of them are obsessed with the dog man and i'm like oh okay but you know i feel like i'm like the only one in mothman's corner right now it's just i'm out of my wheelhouse you know and so he's like he introduces me to all these people like the first thing they always ask me about is dog man and i don't really i really don't know anything about it like that you know so it's like (laughs) i just feel very out of my element i mean i'm you know willing to learn um but it's just not i mean it's a very for me it's a very recent creature i mean i've heard of it but i always thought it was kind of ridiculous and even like up till 
hell even up till talking to ryan tremblay to me it was just unrealistic but i mean hearing the guy tell him tell a story and you know i, I don't have any reason to not believe him and then, then there's all these other people that have stories about it too and it's like you know there's got to be something to it i guess you know whatever that something is there's got to be something there um but i just i don't know i don't know much about it so i'm going to continue to research it but i've got all kinds of people that would like to come on this show and share their experiences and i'm like that's fine but let's let's have some episodes between the dogman episodes how about that <laughs> so we'll see well, <laughs> we'll see what happens people jerk off to all kinds of weird shit so i guess <laughs> you know the fact that you've stumbled into that subculture i mean there's you know there's people that are into ponies as well that's (laughs) they're like and you know everything's a dog band now it's not just bigfoot and then it's like (laughs) it's crazy it's so weird and it's like just weird stuff even like they're talking about like animal attacks like people getting like killed by wild animals and they're like oh it was a dog man and it's like not everything's dog man Well, what episode? I mean, that goes back. That was a previous episode we were talking. It all depends on your starting off point, right? Yeah. Like we weren't talking about creationism and how old the Earth is, and if you come to if you come to the evidence with this kind of with this kind of uh, predisposition, then you're going to interpret everything through that lens, right? Sure. So if you, if you have people that are that are uh, of the dogman mindset, when they come across the story of an animal attack, they're going to kind of shape what they see to fit that narrative you know right and if you have people that are that are bigfoot orientated they could potentially curve the things that way and you know not that i'm saying these people don't have objective minds yeah I don't know. no and, and but fine. it sounds like you stumbled upon a cult of dogmen worshipers and <laughs> it is what it sounds like I, you know i don't think it's not like that well it kind of is i mean you know you've got the people that stand for the mothman you do you have like a whole cult of mothman people and everybody just assumes that i'm part of that cult now i happen to know more about the mothman you know but i'm not i'm not part of the following i guess i'm not like in a following i i think that you know most of these things are the same thing so (laughs) you know (laughs) there's the i don't don't, don't really have a favorite like that you know and and these people definitely have a favorite that's fine you know that's that's okay um it's not their issue it's not it's they're not a problem i'm the problem because i don't know really i'm i'm out of my element i don't know what they're talking about and i don't know what i'm talking about when i'm talking about it so <laughs> i need to learn <laughs> right and anything that anything that kind of pushes you to 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 grow is a good thing yeah, yeah absolutely so i mean i'm definitely willing to listen to all these people i'm excited that i've i've got this door open to all these people you know with all these dogman stories and stuff I, I definitely want to hear about it. it's fascinating for sure um mm. i just don't know what to do with them yet so you know i'm still trying to kind of work that out and figure out you know what what my next step is so um and then hopefully i can you know bridge the gap and and be like oh well if you like dogman then surely you'll like you know mothman or whatever you know (laughs) that's my go-to right now but you know um so it'll be it'll be interesting but yeah that's basically i mean i've just been i've been doing a lot i've been doing a lot guys i'm sorry i you know which and meanwhile my like social media posting and stuff has taken a hit so um, but that means you guys are going to get better content. So it's, I think it's fine. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so anyway, um, so we, in a couple days, it's, um, something's going to happen. It's, it's going to be a big deal. It's, uh, it's Christmas. I don't know if you've heard of it, 
but <laughs> yes, we have Christmas in Chicago. <laughs> oh, you do. Oh, well, I guess you're in the Midwest, it's, so <laughs> yes, this, this region of the country observes it. <laughs> do you guys have any? Uh, you guys have any traditions that you guys do? I mean, besides whiteout parties? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, no, I mean, I think uh, I grew up Catholic, so um, okay, we like would. Uh, maybe watch church on tv <laughs> you know um not not really do too much i mean my kids are uh this is this is the first post santa claus year so um yeah so it's kind of it's weird we don't know if they're gonna fucking break down in tears or not probably not they're gonna be fine but right you, you know well it's nice that <laughs> no it'll be nice to finally get credit where credit's due you know um but yeah i honestly uh as far as traditions go no um you know sometimes my wife's family's from fort wayne so sometimes there's a trip back there i don't think that's going to happen for me specifically this year um but sometimes there's there's that so we we go out there uh and you know it luckily it's on a it's hitting on a friday mm -hmm. so it's a three-day weekend which is kind of nice um do you guys do like the bacon cookies and the movies or you know the yeah uh christmas eve the kids watch uh polar what is it polar, polar express. express yeah right we do that and then um you know we'll do christmas eve at my mom's house and uh then christmas day we do here Oh, that's it. You know, it's going to be a three-day weekend, which is nice. Well, this year is definitely going to be diff different for a lot of people. Um, right. It's kind of, yeah, it's a weird, obviously it's a weird year. Yeah. So. I, we don't, I still am not sure what we're, if we're doing anything exactly. Uh, so we'll see. But, um, you know, I try to do, I guess we don't really have too many traditions. We do, we do the elf thing, the elf on the shelf thing. Yeah, we did that up until this year. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm glad that's over with. Uh, you know what? You know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, can't, I kind of can't wait. Um, but it can it can be fun when you're into it. But when you got to do it every fucking day. I pushed it off. Oh, dude. There. I pushed it off. Yeah. We didn't get the elves until like, I don't know, like middle of December. I was like, oh, I don't, maybe they're quarantining for COVID. <laughs> there was a lot of like there was a lot of like putting the elf up like hot like in high places yeah and being like how do you get on top of the fridge yeah like, right if, oh, if yeah. there's if we didn't have like a concrete idea for the next day it's like oh now he's on top of the bookshelf but then the problem with that is that you know i have uh so i i, I have a, a two kids with two different moms and I've joined custody of my daughter. And when she would come stay with us, she, her mom, like, just basically wrote her own rule book when it came to the fucking elf on the shelf. Oh, and, like, okay. she had this water bottle that had fucking magic shit in it so that she could touch it. So, like, we had to play by this cockamamie fucking rule that she came up with. So it would be like, okay, my son was like, he can't touch his. It's up on the thing. Like, oh, like, it's Rexy's over there. He's doing that. And then she would show up with hers and like, oh, and she could play with it and shit. And it's like, he would be like, well, how come she does whatever she wants with hers? Well, because I have this water bottle I can spray with it. And it's like, listen, we need to, we need to sit down and fucking figure this out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because you're deviating too much from the script and like it's getting confusing and you're, you're going to blow the whole story. Um, 
so yeah i'm it's it was it was confusing and it was a hassle and it's not a, it's, it also wasn't anything i grew up with so i didn't really see the importance of yeah. it you know that the elf on the shelf thing kind of came about like what maybe very, 10 years ago or something yeah, like it's recently. yeah and uh it ain't going nowhere so and now they have animals too <laughs> have you they, noticed that they've got animals they've got clothes they've got furniture i mean it's a whole there's movies about them <laughs> what a racket can you imagine being the and did you ever like have have you i'm sure you have but like you know for for the listeners out there that don't haven't been blessed with children um the the movie and the book that spawned this was like like not written any better than the fucking twilight books were like it, th- this was the movie I've, I've oh my god it's abysmal it's it's very it ugly it's very ugly it's shitty animation yeah. but i mean even like just like the the like this is just some goofball that came up with this shit and somehow it, it just like caught on and they gotta be a fucking like bazillionaire by this point yeah you know what i mean yeah. um but what a weird tradition and i'm glad i'm glad you brought that this came up because this is like a modern day christmas tradition that we really saw develop before our very eyes that came from like absolutely nothing and it just now it's this huge thing and who knows how long it'll be around for maybe potentially until the end of mankind right you know yeah it's a very it's a very it is a very new it's a very new thing i mean there's still a lot of people that don't do it you know that's uh, right but 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 you know it's it's really becoming commonplace more and more and more people do it every year so you know it's definitely yeah mine has a whole family that we've got a boy and a girl and a dog so it's (laughs) of elves yeah (laughs) So you have to move all of that shit every night? Yep, every night. It kind of makes it easier when they have a partner in crime because then they can do stuff together. I guess. I mean, so it's not not that bad. But, yeah. Their names are Elfie and Alfonso. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) I know. (laughs) I I don't think the dog has a name. I've never mentioned it, so. (laughs) Okay. But, yes, that's the elf family. Some elves have uh, babies. I've seen people have <laughs> their elves, their girl elves get pregnant and then they're supposed to have a baby. And I've seen parents trying to find where to get babies from. So what they do is they take the Barbie babies and use them. Oh my God. Oh yeah. It's a big, it's, it's a big thing. So yeah. So we see, you know, so this happened. It's, it was nothing cultural that happened. It was just to add a little Christmas magic to kids' lives. Right. I mean, there was no, right. it was not the, like he said, there's nothing really that set it off. <clears throat> it came out of nowhere. So um you know so what so we're gonna go ahead and get into the uh topic and that is these weird um kind of christmas traditions from from around the world and um you know specifically figures so everybody knows krampus right you know krampus it's actually not krampus it's krampus um and people hate us because we're american and we call it krampus um but (laughs) you know everybody knows who cramps who krampus is you know krampus comes and, and takes the bad kids throws you in a bag and beats the shit out of you with switches basically and um <clears throat> and then he goes on his way and now it's kind of turned into like a bigger um it's kind of more like a party thing anymore um it's kind of an interesting yeah it's definitely there's definitely been an uptick in uh once again the past 10 years almost running counter to the uh, elf on the shelf okay. where now you're starting to see it it and portrayed in horror movies more and uh you know i think it's more the interesting thing about krampus was that there was a um how i found out who krampus was was because there was there's this picture and it still goes around on the internet 
of this kid standing in between these two adults right and they're and they're dressed like burglars basically they look crazy and um the caption always goes along with the picture is that this picture was like found somewhere randomly and this kid was abducted by these two people and this was the only picture evidence that they had and they don't know where he is and the picture is not it's not it doesn't have anything to do with any of that um it's just simply a kid and he's freaked out but he's standing next to two krampuses they're krampus people you know they're dressed as krampus so um that was the first time i had ever you know found out about it was you know trying to figure out because at first i'm like oh shit this picture what you know what's this it's a legit missing kid no no it's not right it's not but the kid is freaked out i mean like i said he's he's scared i'll try to find the picture and send it to you i'll probably i might use it for this episode promotion um but yeah it's uh you know it's just some some kid with two krampus people but like i said the people don't it's an old picture so it's like in black and white and everything but it, they're just dressed as krampus <laughs> so there's, and he's scared because it's krampus and there and there's two krampuses at his house <laughs> right you know so obviously um but so that was that's kind of interesting um i don't know if i can find it um i'll try but yeah so that's how i i came came up with that and i mean that kind of you know struck my interest with you know finding these other legends because i guess it never really i mean i was pretty young when i saw it so it never really occurred to me that you know there were other traditions and that they were possibly scary um (laughs) so krampus is one of them um you are going to tell me about the pickle yeah i had never heard of the christmas pickle until you brought it up and yeah i don't i don't um, know about this pickle so i guess it's tradition it's funny because all these traditions like they all they all have like ties to germany um but i guess it's it's a tradition in some households to hide a pickle as an ornament somewhere on the christmas tree and whoever finds it gets like an extra present or something yeah and what uh the origin of that uh there's several of them but they're all pretty macabre and uh one of them says that uh one of the legends is that there was a uh fighter in the american civil war uh who was of german descent and uh, he was a prisoner starving and he begged the guard for one last pickle before he died the guard took pity on him and gave a pickle to him the pickle gave him the mental and physical strength to live on so it became tradition to like pickles are like signs of like you know good luck or something right (laughs) and the other story is linked to saint nicholas and it's a medieval tale of two spanish boys traveling home from a boarding school for the holidays when they are stopped at an when, when they stop at an inn for the night the evil innkeeper killed the boys and put them in a pickle barrel that evening, St. Nicholas stopped at the same inn, found the boys in the barrel, and miraculously brought them back to life. Uh, and, and then there's another one. Um, <laughs> okay. Yes. This, well, this, you, this is the shit you told me about. I didn't know about any of this stuff. And then, uh, but it, it basically, there, there's a variation of it uh, where the the Nicholas, or St. Nicholas rescues the boys from a barrel, but the barrel was originally holding meat pies, not pickles. So I don't know where you get pickles from that. But... <laughs> So either it's like little children were pickled and dismembered and pickled, and then St. Nicholas resurrected them from the pickle brine, or, um, I don't know, it's weird German shit. I have no idea. So now you got to find the, the pickle in the tree, and then you get the, you get the gift? It, or, yeah, or it has something to do with, like, <laughs> the good fortune of St. Nicholas, who resurrected boys, which I've never heard of, like, 
St. Nicholas like bringing people back from the dead. I didn't no, know that you I could know. ask him for that. Wow. Yeah. I, I was always told he couldn't do that. I was lied to. Was... Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I had no idea that that's so the pickle thing, you know, I've like I see it everywhere. You know, you go at Christmas shopping or whatever and you like No, I haven't seen never it everywhere. Seen this a is a pickle a, a pickle ornament out and about. Two no, two days ago when I when I did the research for tonight's show yeah. was the first time I heard of any of this shit. I have never seen a pickle in relation to Christmas at all. So, I've been seeing it for the last couple of years and I'm like, what is the deal? Why is this a pickle? You know, and at first I just thought it was like a an ornament or whatever. And it was like, like, well, so the first time I had seen it was in a Dollar Tree. And it even like came with like a little card that explained that like you hide the pickle and like whoever finds the pickle gets an extra gift or whatever. And I'm like, what is this? Is this is this the new elf on the shelf? You know what is <laughs> what's the Christmas pickle? And uh, you know, I thought that was uh, very strange. And then it just it, you know, and then you see it. I don't know, there's pickle ornaments, but like you see all kinds of weird ornaments, you know, and you just you're like, oh, whatever. People like weird stuff, you know. Uh, like I I buy people ornaments every year, and one that keeps popping up is an avocado. I don't think there's anything behind it. I just think it's like a millennial ornament. I don't know. Oh, at this point, who fucking knows? They're they're. <laughs> <laughs> they're folding everything into this thing except for more jesus like i think they're just trying to just trying to bring it away from christ as much as possible so. <laughs> i mean it could be you know so the pickle's weird but the, the pickle i know you know at least i'm i'm pretty sure has been around for a long time it just hasn't been a tradition here and um it you know and then so i i was on a thread the other day and on somewhere and people were were arguing about the christmas pickle and its origins and they were talking about you know a lot of people think it's german but it's not really german it's it's not you know it's american and i'm like you know what i don't know anything about this pickle so (laughs) right well in 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 the civil war uh in the civil war origin um the 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 prisoner was bavarian an area of what is now germany so that that ties into the german thing okay and then saint nicholas was german too right Uh, because i had i had babysitters growing up that and the family was german and they used to do all kinds of weird shit where they put their shoes out and all that stuff like you know what i mean like the feast of saint nicholas and it's like in early december and you put your shoes out and you get candy in your shoes and stuff yeah 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 we're gonna kind of talk about that oh sort of maybe not in that way but but yes but but the shoe thing is kind of a popular um across multiple cultures it's it's kind of a popular now we have stockings so we we still kind of do the shoe thing except they're stockings right and and it's not like it's it's christmas you know santa brings it so you know it's kind of we've we've made it a little differently but it's kind of the same thing um i think that's why we do stockings is because saint nicholas was supposed to leave gifts in the shoes so Mm -hmm. that's where that comes from uh but um before i want to get into the the heavy metal stuff i want to mention this uh this one that (laughs) was really strange it's very weird so in cat in catalonia (laughs) (laughs) um now there's all kinds of like weird traditions and stuff like that we're not gonna sit here and cover every single one of them um but you know i just we definitely wanted to pick out some key points like krampus is a big one i think the christmas pickle it's 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 coming it's gonna be here soon like the elf i'm sorry (laughs) um i think it's gonna be a big one um but this one is in catalonia and what they do is they take a log okay and they'll like draw a face on like the front you know the quote-unquote front of the log and they'll like kind of cut out like a mouth 
and like they'll make like a hole kind of that goes through so like over the course of a couple of days you know throughout december they'll they put fucked the hole they, they put no almost um but they put stuff in the hole they, they feed it stuff like candies and you know fruits and nuts and whatever they feed it things okay. and so then on christmas eve um they all get together as a family and they beat the shit literally out of the log until it poops out all the stuff wow <laughs> yeah and they 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 sing this song um <clears throat> that uh, or like a like a rhyme of some sort that basically says um if you don't crap well i'll beat you with a stick god this is this is what it says um so yeah that's that's what they do um it's all right very interesting and you have something more metal than that yes there's, there's something more metal than that um i wanted to take a minute to talk about another emerging um kind of fad well like we talked about krampus has krampus has become like a cool thing right people like krampus he's right cool. he's edgy it, yeah. um but you know if you really want to get cool and edgy because now krampus he's too mainstream you, you got to move on from that um now it's the icelandic um christmas people uh I, you know it's you know their their folklore basically that they have is very interesting because it all ties in together okay so first um, they have this lady, which uh, I think it's pronounced Grilla is, is how they say it, Grilla. And um, apparently she was basically like a witch and she liked to eat kids. So the town cast her out um, and made her go live in a cave, which, you know, the stories change. But most commonly, she went to go live in a cave. And uh, every Christmas she comes out uh, or around Christmas, she'll come out looking for more kids to eat. Um, so, of course, you know, she'll ask the parents and the parents get to decide, you know, they can either give their kids up to to Grilla or they or she can um, they'll give her food and stuff like that in place of the kid. So if you're bad and you're a bad kid, then your parents are going to let Grilla eat you. <laughs> and so um, Grilla has a husband and um, she also has uh so she's got it's a whole family she's got a husband then they, her and her husband have uh 13 kids together and they also have the family cat so the cat is probably the most famous uh, it's what everybody recognizes but it's the yule cat and um so the yule cat his deal is that he he goes out um on christmas eve and he eats people that did not receive new clothes before christmas eve so if you <laughs> if you did not get a new you know if you didn't get socks um you're fucked you're getting eaten by the yule cat um so i thought that was kind of interesting yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i thought that was kind of interesting because that could be like you know if they really did have like giant like phantom cats in the area that were like mauling people they wouldn't know they'd be like oh it's the yule cat you know that's what they would i guess that's it, it could potentially be a cryptid um, right but yeah apparently that's what it is now they say that the yule cat was made because um it had to do with factory workers and like wool shops and how they wanted them to get the work done quicker so then they kind of created this legend that you know and, and as soon as they got the work done they all got new outfits and they were so underpaid that they couldn't afford new outfits so if they got the work done quicker they'd gift them new outfits and they wouldn't be eaten by the yule cat so <laughs> i don't know i don't know how they got people scared of this like i'd imagine like the first year when they didn't get the work done like they what they did they just killed people and it was like oh look look what the yule cat did 
I don't know. Any anytime they anytime it talks about leaving food out so that the animals don't come and eat your children, that sounds like basic like survivalism for the area. Where like you know, because think about it, like you know, when when they would talk about like, oh, we're gonna leave you know some kind of sacrifice in the woods yeah. to appease the woods. Like that makes sense if there's a fucking bear out there and you leave you know a bunch of food for it well then the bear's not going to come into town looking for food you know for the food yes but yeah so if there's giant big if there's big cats in the area that get hungry in the winter time you know feeding them so that they don't come and eat you is pretty logical no the cat cat only goes after people that didn't get a new outfit grilla is the one she'll take well that's weird that because that has that has a weird commercial (laughs) yeah consumerism (laughs) yeah that's a a very strange thing right it's it's right like i said grilla she makes sense now she's a giant too grilla's like scary she's horrifying she's a big giant lady and you know she'll come out and she'll she'll eat your children specifically she likes to eat child stew and 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 rumor has it that she um keeps children for like her special occasion uh stew that she'll make with the children so um even if she Mm. doesn't eat you right away she's gonna keep you for a while and eventually she'll eat you um so you know under the kids now they got 13 kids <laughs> they've been busy <laughs> i don't remember her husband's name and so the 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 kind of hilariously ironic thing about it is that like even though she has a husband like as the legend goes he's really lazy and he just stays home <laughs> so <laughs> she's married but her husband he just he stays he's a couch potato so the kids um the kids are kind of the fun part because this is again into that boot filling thing so if um the kids um they will start coming out on the 12th of december and they come out one by one and then they go back um one by one as well so like the first one that comes out on the 12th will also go back starting on the 25th so anyway so they come out and each of them they're kind of like the seven dwarves except there's 13 of them and they're in iceland in a cave but (laughs) um they kind of have like their own like their names are kind of representative of like what they do and you know of course there are names that i can't pronounce and i'm not going to go through all of them but um you know they all do they all have a different role that they play but the fun for the kids it's kind of turned from like they're mischief makers to like now it's fun so for the kids they leave out their shoes and they and each one will come and bring them gifts you know or bring them little little treats and stuff in their shoes as the 13 days goes on if they're bad kids though they get a potato (laughs) (laughs) see growing up in an irish family that's completely flipped like we got we got potatoes in our shoes when we were good you know what i mean and then nothing else any other time like if we brought home valuable hubcaps for for father to sell you got a potato <laughs> yeah we got a potato there you go yeah so the the bad kids get potatoes so i guess you know that's not as bad as like coal yeah, well i you know i i'd rather have i don't know coal, coal you can you can make some money off of coal can't you i mean well yeah it's com- combustible i mean yeah if you're if it's cold coal can heat the room or something i don't know you could use it <laughs> you cook a potato on it you could you know. <laughs> get your coal and your potato together <laughs> exactly but yeah so you know that, i i think it's pretty uh you know they got they got a bunch they got two family members that eat people and then they've got um a bunch of bad kids a bunch of baby kids running around terrorizing the town 
and uh you know they all do different stuff like one of them like steals pots and pans like i don't they're, they're kind of like gnomes like little like like they say gnomes you know, sure underwear gnomes <laughs> they're like underwear gnomes <laughs> but gnomes are known to like steal things and be mischievous and, and stuff like that so that would, that's kind of more of you know what we would recognize them as here i guess um but no for the kids it's turned into a fun thing and and they get potatoes when they're bad so um keeping yeah. with the gnome what's that i was gonna say i got i got something keeping with the gnome thing oh yeah yeah um so i, I don't want to did you have any santa claus stuff you want to get into or can i do that yeah no please go ahead yes i'm, I'm okay. i think I'm, I'm done with everything i had to cover so oh geez okay so um the uh, you know kind of as we hinted at before uh every country has its different like myths and stuff and different takes on the santa claus thing or the saint nick thing and the american myth as we as as most americans um kind of accept the santa claus mythology all of that stems for stems from uh a book that was written in 1902 by l frank Baum, who did uh the wizard of oz books he wrote a book called the life and adventures of santa claus okay and this this came out two years af after his first wizard of oz book and it included santa claus in the wizard of oz mythos all okay. right okay um at the time much of uh, the American Santa mythos had not been solidified yet. And this book helped to do that. Uh, moving forward, also, Santa be would become an integral part of the Oz universe and pop up in various other Wizard of Oz books and short stories. So I don't know if, how familiar you are with Wizard of Oz and all that. Most bit. people just kind of know the movie. And then there was that weird return to Oz movie that people like to talk about that's all I know fucking that the dark. The books are fucking weird. They're more like the yeah. Oz movie. <laughs> Well, there's like 16 of them that he yeah. wrote. And he did, and what, what was very inspiring is that he did not start writing these until he was 44 years old. Wow. So it's never too late, kids. Um, but yeah, he was he was a writer and a, a newspaper guy kind of back in at the turn of the century and uh, wrote The uh, Wonderful World of Oz or whatever. And that was the first one. And that's the one that the movie's based on with Dorothy and they go and the, the witches but and But it's shit. even like, it's the movie's still more so like the the... Uh, just the series in general isn't it like it's not it's very loosely based off that first book it just kind of takes elements from different that's at least that's the impression i've been under i haven't read them right but it, i mean it goes so if you look at like the you know the um the judy garland movie back in whatever whatever it came out right and then you look at like the 80s return to oz movie the books are more you can see how the story kind of shifts yeah it gets real as as the universe expands it gets darker and weirder but it also includes santa claus and the santa claus that um that are that that frank that al frank bond came up with is uh it's where we get the reindeer from the gift giving to children the concepts of immortality uh, which are generally just considered part of it these days, but don't necessarily tie into the St. Nicholas stuff. That's right. Very interesting. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So that was how the American, how we, how we kind of put our stamp in it was through the wizard of Oz, Santa Claus. And in those books, Santa Claus has an arch nemesis called the gnome King. Okay. And it was someone that he would occasionally do battle with and they would try to kidnap him and, uh you know different like i said he's in a couple different books and short stories but when you mentioned the gnomes i thought that i always thought that was interesting about santa. um that like there was a foil to santa and it's not necessarily krampus it's the gnome king 
Yeah. Well, you know. and, and a lot of these stories, you know, when I was researching these different, because I'm not uh, an expert in Christmas traditions around the world. That's not what I do for a living. But um, <laughs> and when I was researching them, Santa Claus always seems to have a sidekick, right? Here, he just happens to have a bunch of them. Sometimes he has multiple ones, but he always, you know, everywhere else, there's Santa Claus, which is, you know, Saint Nick, whatever. Um, but there's Santa, there's a sidekick, and there's a, a, an enemy. There's somebody that, you know, well, it's not always an enemy to Santa, but some type of, like, dark twin to Santa, I guess. <laughs> some kind of opposite. We don't really have that here. Um, we don't have our own, you know, we don't have a Krampus here. We don't have those things. Um, our, our Santa's nice. He gives coal to kids, but, like, that's it. There's no, like, you're not going to get eaten by someone or <laughs> a cat or whatever you know we and I, I find that very interesting um but you were talking about the origin of Santa it reminded me um that you know there's a there's a rumor there's a conspiracy um it's more of a of an old rumor that Coca-Cola is are the ones that invented the image of Santa have you ever heard that yeah it's funny now that you mentioned that because my mom had a uh i don't even know why she did this but like i grew up in a house with a lot of weird coca-cola shit all over the place it was like it's an aesthetic yeah it is and i think it's some i i don't i wonder i don't know if she like threw a dartboard at a finger hut catalog and just cola yeah exactly so (laughs) yeah everything's coca-cola it's (laughs) coca-cola everything was decorated with coca-cola shit growing up um and yeah there and and they seem to kind of have the santa thing on lockdown yeah um yeah so everybody has always assumed that they they created the the image of santa and um you know with the with the big beard and the red suit and all that they're like oh coca-cola made that and they did it as a marketing as a marketing player or whatever now you know we know that people create stuff for marketing all the time and it turns into something big the elf on the shelf and maybe even the christmas pickle i don't know um but (laughs) you know uh but they they didn't um because there's been previous like works of writing now they might have like made the first visual image of santa but you know he's always kind of been depicted in like red robes and a big beard and you know sure well going going back to the wizard of oz stuff yeah i mean the pictures that i saw did not match up necessarily with the modern day depiction i i could see coca-cola at least getting somewhat credit for the 20th century pop imaging of the character right you know right and that's kind of i guess that's kind of more what people are saying is that they popularized that image of santa that we have today so and which might be you know i maybe they just you know rounded them out and made them more you know jolly i don't know that's (laughs) but but uh no i mean you know for the most part you know he kind of looks the same everywhere but you know but i have noticed you know santa's getting skinnier over the years right have you noticed that he's not as big (laughs) I guess you know I used to when I was in high school I dated a girl and uh her family made me play Santa every year for her cousins wow yeah for like three four and then we broke up and I did it I had to do it one more year so like I think it was like three four years that I did Santa for these fucking people (laughs) and then uh and I and the the one uncle owned an ace hardware in new lennox and i'd have to go do santa for that and uh you've been santa a lot yeah because i've always been tall you know what i mean and i would have to stick a pillow in the in the shirt not so much anymore now i could probably (laughs) i could probably do it sans pillow now you do a proper santa 
yeah, yeah. I um I I worked for the um I worked for like one of the Santa stands at the mall one time and um I I, I was a photographer there and I'll tell you what those Santa Clauses are very interesting people um they really sure they really are because they're not just santa for like these guys are santa all year round they're santa claus and you know i was talking to the one guy and they are santa like they don't break character at all so like we used to have to like escort them in and out of the building and and whatnot and so like you know during those times or just when there's no kids around we'd kind of well when when you're in the middle of the mall talking to santa uh, he's obviously going to be santa but even when you're in santa's dressing room he's still santa (laughs) and so it was fun though it was very um it was it was a very heartwarming experience but the one guy you know i'm talking to him and i'm just like you know so what do you do you know the rest of the year and you know he's like well i'm santa (laughs) and that's what i he's like you know he's telling me and of course this was like 10 years ago but he's telling me he's like you know um he said do you know who the most recognized character in the world is and i'm like no i was was like santa he's like no it's it's mickey mouse i'm like okay fair he's like do you know who the second one is i said no he said ronald mcdonald i'm like okay and then he's like and third is santa claus so people want santa you know people do christmas in july you know people want santa all year round i'm like wow i didn't i had no idea there was a demand for santa (laughs) but there is (laughs) but they're great at it i mean they really are the one we had he was kind of he was an asshole um granted like (laughs) he he get mad if there was like kids with sticky hands like he, he would have us tell parents to wash their wipe their kids hands off before they saw him because he didn't want to get shit on a suit it's like dude you're santa like you're <laughs> supposed to be right if, you know, you're, if you're trying to keep clean you're in the wrong fucking profession you know no granted he was great with the kids he really you know they wouldn't know it but we would hear about it if <laughs> if there was even right. a crumb on him and so you know it was it was a very strange situation but but a very interesting you know very interesting people like i said the one guy was an asshole but the other guy he was great he was a, a great dude and uh so do they leave i mean obviously they have to like change into like incog like their street clothes before they leave the mall they do right yeah otherwise they'll get spotted in the parking lot getting in their suburban or whatever right. so like right like you see in the movies and stuff you don't you don't see that stuff happen um yeah no they 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 go they have like a private dressing area um which the mall just kind of you know sets up real quick um and you know it's really interesting i mean that was the first time i, I had ever like realized that there was like a tunnel system in malls i had no idea that all the stores oh, yeah. are connected you know yeah in the back yeah. yeah and i was like oh this is interesting um because we would take because we, we couldn't walk them through the mall either we would have to take them we had a special route that we had to take and then we had emergency routes that we would have to take just in case we couldn't go the special route and so we'd have to take them back behind the you know in the walls of the mall and take them to their dressing room so um it was but yeah no they'd they'd go in and then they dress and we don't have to walk them out from there because they're not santa um but yeah we'd have to walk them to their their staging area so that was pretty cool and then one time when i was a kid um i was i was probably like 10 but i was past the age of believing in santa at that point and uh anyway we lived in this apartment building and we were outside and they my friends and there's a police car and out of the one of the apartment buildings walks out a police officer with santa claus and like he's like santa claus is in handcuffs and he's like going to jail and so but we're a bunch of kids and we're like oh my god santa's going to jail and you know we're over there (laughs) being nosy and the police officer played along 
it, it was it was very sweet he played along he um did not let us know that you know he was arresting santa even though we could tell he was and we knew um but he let us santa gave us a bag of cookies that we took and we ate <laughs> and then he got into the police car and he went to jail i guess or whatever for I, what i have no idea we didn't ask we were dumb kids and so it was like 10 our parents oh my god i would i would do some google foo and figure that shit Trying out to figure out why santa claus was arrested maybe yeah. I could figure that out i could probably try think about the but town and the time. year you know what i mean like I, I could probably get that it was probably i think it was before 9 11 <laughs> i think it was like 2000 and i guess it had to have been it's probably 2000 2001 um so yeah i was i mean think about where you were living and just google like you know december 2000 santa arrested in this town yeah, and i'm sure like somebody it. it's like one of those memories that like i have and i don't really like i just i just remembered it you know just now talking to you about santa claus so <laughs> you know it's, i don't think about it a lot i guess wow <laughs> Which is weird because it's a bizarre event i probably should think about it more often i don't know <laughs> but yes i watched santa claus get arrested he gave us cookies and they were just like they were in like a white paper bag but they were like sugar cookies with like the sugar on top of them well then he must have been he must have been arrested for something fairly benign because if it was like you know it, child it, it and, and tra- yeah they, they wouldn't let you they wouldn't let you eat oh kids don't eat those cookies right <laughs> well, the police officer let santa give us the cookies now granted this was a different time too i mean it, it was very early 2000 so you know i don't know but that's still pretty irresponsible of the police officer <laughs> well not if they were arrested him for like dui or something i don't know that's true like, uh, yeah you know he was a drunk santa but it was santa being arrested and he gave us cookies and we ate them so <laughs> that's my life that's that's a, a pretty good um a pretty good summation of my life in general <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. that's my childhood right there it's one of my happy first moments. time you spotted a cryptid <laughs> yeah. out in the wild it was santa <laughs> right. so yeah i just uh i don't know but that happened that was a thing but you're right i, I think i will look into that and see if i can figure out you know because you're probably right there's got to be I mean, it's fucking santa claus like there's got to be something on it well the headline probably wouldn't say santa arrested because if kids saw that in the paper they would freak the fuck out but i'm sure with a little bit of massaging the details you can you'll come up with something well there's yeah there's no like news or anything on it but then again like we live i lived in and frankly the ghetto and you know a bunch of weird shit happened all the time one time this guy got shot in the in the like out in the parking lot and it was winter and so like they came and got his body but like the blood-stained snow stayed until it melted oh my god (laughs) yeah <laughs> it's fucking wild it's crazy <laughs> when you think about it yeah it's pretty weird yeah i don't know uh so you know that's <laughs> my, my life we had this one guy who um he was really nice so he was like a teenager right he you know originally lived with his mom at the apartment building and then eventually he aged up and rented his own apartment there at the same place and so but he was a good dude he was good to the kids we liked him you know he was he was our friend you know but he was an adult it sounds weirder than it is but it's not that weird and okay um, anyway so he had like this crazy ex-girlfriend and she like set his van on fire like at the apartment one time and 
like it was just it was a wild so he's like you know he's just kind of pitiful he's kind of venting to everybody about it and he was telling us about it and we're like oh man that really sucks that's crazy and uh anyway so he ended up like nobody had heard from him for a couple days because you know again this is the early 2000s you know your neighbors you're out with your neighbors you're not sitting on sometimes you had internet but you're not always sitting on the internet like we do now you're outside mm. and uh nobody had heard from him for a couple days so we all were like what's going on and then like eventually they had the police go and do a welfare check and he had been shot in his apartment someone killed him and nobody knows who it was to this day and he was just dead in there and people would knock on the door and everything it's a really eerie feeling you know because he was in there he just wasn't gonna answer the door <laughs> right he was indisposed he was yes he was busy <laughs> so uh i don't know yeah, again that's my a little <laughs> look at <into> my <laughs> and that was all probably this all that shit i think probably happened the same year <laughs> i'm sure of it <laughs> you know so that's that's what's wrong with me um but <laughs> can i tell a totally non-christmas yeah. related story in that vein real quick yeah okay so like i had to be like 12 years old and i went to go stay at my uncle's house um for the weekend because i my i was raised by a single mom and they would uh she'd ship me off every once in a while just for the weekend she had brothers and sisters that would you know take care of me so she could like go out for the weekend do whatever so um one weekend i'm at his place and he was a single guy and he had to go into work there was like an emergency and he had to go right so um he called up his one buddy and said hey i gotta run into work my nephew's here do you can you come like hang out with him or something you know because i don't want to leave him alone he's 12 and um his buddy was like yeah sure and his buddy was like this guy that he met over C over the cb radio like my uncle was like huge into cb radios they called it the hillbilly internet okay um you know and he would like talk to these people and he'd meet up with them and they, it was like a big circle of friends and shit and it was basically it was the fucking hillbilly internet back in the day the same way you would meet people in chat rooms and hang out with them or on twitter or whatever so uh <laughs> dude comes over this guy jeremy comes over and he's like uh and i had known jeremy i'd met him before and but i didn't know him that well but he wasn't like a complete stranger right and he goes uh did your uncle leave you money? And I'm like, yeah, he gave me like 40 bucks. And he goes, all right, we're going to get weed. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so we go and we pick up Jeremy's buddy, who we'll call Kevin. And <laughs> we've never met before. And all I know is that we're going to buy drugs. And we go to this other person's house, who we'll call Jimmy. Okay. Now, Jimmy was like a character from, you know a movie where you would see some dude like in Zubu pants with a handlebar mustache and nunchucks okay. or something okay. like this real weird early nineties, like metalhead pot dealer guy. Right. And, uh, I walk in and they're like, who he's like, who's this kid? And I'm like, Hey, I'm Pat. And they're like, yeah. He's like, how old are you, Pat? And I'm like, 17. <laughs> you know i'm like fucking 12 right but i'm tall and he's like he's like well sit down you know he's like so what do you do for a living and i'm like uh i work at a hot dog stand because i did i had a job as a fry cook in like the neighborhood at the time and he starts telling me the story about how jimmy right 
starts the drug dealer starts telling me the story as he's putting like the bag of weed together about how he used to you know he used to live in daytona beach and he used to work at the mcdonald's there right and that mcdonald's was like the spot in daytona beach and like all day long there was nothing but chicks in bikinis hanging out at this mcdonald's and jimmy was the fucking manager there so jimmy was like king shit of the fucking mcdonald's in daytona beach and this mcdonald's made so much money that Every time they once an hour they would do cash drops and there'd be like envelopes full of like five hundred to a thousand dollars just thick with cash oh, yeah. that they would drop in this floor safe, right? So one day Jimmy gets the idea that he's gonna rob this McDonald's and he comes in on his day off, which was not unheard of at the time, because like I said, this McDonald's was the fucking cornerstone of Daytona Beach. So he comes in and he hops behind the counter and he helps people making food and getting the orders out, right? And then when there's a lull, he or what, actually probably there wasn't a lull while the place was busy. He goes and he hides behind this giant wall of hamburger buns that had just been delivered because he timed it perfectly, right? Okay. So he's hiding behind this wall of hamburger buns and the restaurant closes. Then he takes this device that he made from bending a coat hanger and he starts picking up one by one these envelopes out of the floor safe. And I was like, how much did you steal? And he's like, I can't tell you that, dude. I just met you. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> he tells me this whole fucking story. And I'm like, all right. And I'm like 12. And so then he sells the fucking bag of weed to my buddy Jeremy, or my uncle's buddy Jeremy. And then they wouldn't let me smoke it because I was too young. So then they smoked it. And then we went to Steak and Shake. And we got Steak and Shake. And then... Jeremy's buddy Kevin started crying to me about his girlfriend, like his ex-girlfriend that just broke up with him. Then we went back to Kevin's house and we listened to Lords of Acid. I don't know if you're familiar with them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's like this, yeah. this like crazy industrial band. Yeah. And we just like hung around and I watched these two guys smoke weed. And then the like Jeremy's friend Kevin was like, yo, you want to see Polaroids and my ex-girlfriend? I was like, okay. Pulls out these like Polaroids and we're naked. And it's like, I'm like, oh shit, okay. And then uh, they like took me home. <laughs> They took, my uncle was like, hey, I'm home. You can drop him back off. And they dropped me back off. And that was it. Maybe. And I remember my mom's sister, like, the next day coming over and, like, hearing that, <laughs> that I went with Jeremy. And there, and she was like, did he try anything with you sexually? Like, she was what freaking the- out. Like, <laughs> like, why didn't you call me? Like, why didn't you call someone else in the family? Why did you let this, like, your weird, like, CB radio friend take Pat? And I was... <laughs> And and the first thing she said was like, "Did he molest you?" And I was like, "No." But then I'm like, "But they did smoke a lot of weed and show me Polaroids of naked women." And I was like, "That was kind of fucking weird." Um, <laughs> it sounds like you had like the best day for like a twelve. It was like one of the best days ever for a twelve year old. That's why I am the way I am. Contribution <laughs> <laughs> of Pat's life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just a little slice of life that contributed to the overall mosaic of the person that I would grow up to be. And, um, you know and it was so normal well right i mean we mentioned these like adult friends and like it definitely like if my kids started hanging around an adult i'd be like what the fuck you can't even like if my kid right now she's nine if she's around a teenager i'd be like hell no you can't do that like <laughs> right oh definitely decisions were made that i would not repeat with my own children later on in life but you know i'll tell you for the most part a lot of it now i i got myself into some pretty bad situations but a lot of it really was very innocent like in the in the case of the dude i was talking to, it was very innocent you know it, there was nothing and like i've i used to have this i'm probably incriminating myself but i used to have this kid that would come over and uh smoke pot 
And he was like, so when, he, so when he started coming over, he lived in my apartment, and this is me as an adult, and he lived he lived in my apartment building, and uh, we bought weed, me and my husband bought, bought weed off of him, because he's a 16-year-old kid, he knows where to get weed, and <laughs> so we buy weed off of him, and then we used to let him come over, and should he come over, and he'd smoke us out, and we'd smoke him out, and it'd be fine, but you know, in my mind, it, it, there was never anything weird about it, he did this until, honestly, until he was about 18, and then I haven't seen him ever since um but it was cool we'd just we'd hang out but in my mind you know the kid was in a safe place he was gonna go out there and do drugs at least he wasn't out there doing stupid shit while he did them you know so it was right you didn't you didn't introduce him to the behavior you came across him in the wild and he was already exhibiting the behavior and you were just like hey if you're making a run <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i mean it's, and, it's, and it does sound weird it's probably kind of fucked up but then again his parents should be happy that you know he was hanging out with somebody which you know they didn't care they never found out where he was hanging out at but you know they they should be you know happy that he was at my house and not somebody else's doing more and worse and whatever i would never um like i wouldn't let him drink and stuff like that just because that, that would be on well fuck it wasn't i was too young to even drink and be on my husband so i guess the age difference wasn't huge because i was like 19 when this was like happening so <laughs> right so <laughs> that's that's not that big of a deal yeah you know but you know at the same time fuck i'd still probably you know i'd do it again you know again i'd rather have the kids at my house doing the things than you know out doing it somewhere else because i know then kids get crazy they get stupid and they do stupid shit and you know but so that's something that me and my wife talk about all the time because we both had the upbringing where like we had the party house yeah right? and it's different though like you can't have the party house anymore you can't do that and like i understand that like you know when i when i so my uh you know uh, postscript to that story is um you know my uncle died about five years ago and at his funeral jeremy was there and I'm like, do you remember? And I like, I like told the story that I just told you. And he like got real nervous. And he was like, yeah, I, I remember that. And I I'm like, yeah, that was <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> and he probably thought that I was going to be like, you ruined my life. I was, you know, now that I'm a fucking adult, now I'm 35 <laughs> and I'm going to kick your ass. But like, it's just like, I think like back then you just, there, for better or worse. Things were different, but it's so weird because why were they different? Why was so little thought put into were they necessarily better or worse? I don't think that like I would like to see that kind of behavior repeated with my children. Um, now, the fact that it did, I don't think was the worst thing in the world, but I think it was definitely there's a different there's a couple different ways that that story could have taken a dark turn. You know what I mean? Right. Um, with luckily the, the 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 drug dealer's house that they brought me to was this goofball from fucking daytona beach that used to steal from mcdonald's you know right <laughs> and luckily that like there was no car accidents with these two goofballs driving around fucking smoking pot and they brought me back to the apartment they put on lords of acid and showed me polaroids or whatever and like that was it and it was really f fairly innocent it didn't get didn't right. take a turn but there's so many different points in that story where it could have gone south you know yes. right. and it could have been a completely different story that i would definitely not be telling on a podcast right now um i mean i've, I've got good stories but i have a lot of bad stories also like i'm right and I'm I, the definition I, of it going south and like it's, and even yeah. i will share those but you know but i know from experience that yes it can go very badly and so um that's why i don't want and when i think of yeah, and when I think about the stories that I that I too have that go south, they kind of start off like that as well, and it's it's you know what I mean. They start um, off as like, 
Yeah, it, it, it's people being stupid and goofy, and then shit just starts happening. So, I don't know. I, uh, I, I think that as parents, like we just try not to roll the dice, you know, with our kids. And- oh yeah, if there's risk, you definitely don't want to, you know, put that out there. I mean, thankfully, I don't have to worry about anything like that for another couple of years. So, <laughs> but, do you? I mean, I don't know. She's, she's still young, so it's you know, it's fine. But mm, I don't know. <laughs> Stop it! She's I have still- a nine-year-old too, and that's not. I, I feel like it's you know, Mine it's less than five years fair. away. So she's still pretty innocent. So I'll keep it that way as, as long as I can. <laughs> she does. I'm, I'm excited right. about it. She does. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> back to Santa. Um, you know, so don't let your kids do drugs uh, if you can help it. But you know, they're probably going to. So just accept that. <laughs> what the what yeah. the moral of the story is. <laughs> They'll, they'll wind up at speakeasies going to whiteout parties on Kwanzaa. <laughs> and drinking at the park at almost 30. <laughs> right. Exactly. Trying to talk to dead motherfuckers. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, I guess that's I guess that's all I got for the Christmas special. Um, I hope you guys... That's I, all I got. I hope Santa brings you everything that you've ever wanted and more. Um, um, I can't wait until Santa brings his full sack over here and unloads it all underneath my tree so <laughs> i tried with that one i just i couldn't i couldn't make it very sexy it's santa he's not sexy <laughs> that's what we should have talked about is santa claus sexy um no <laughs> no, no not at all <laughs> but we'll, we will be back so no, you know, I... this is our you know official these are our holiday episodes we will still have an episode next week uh there's no time off for us so <laughs> but we'll we'll be back next week with uh, another episode so we'll see you guys then <laughs>